Hello, and welcome back to the Shadow Work Library. I'm Jessica Depotsi, and for the next at least 47 shows, I'm going to take you through this series that covers the spectrum of negative patterns in the human experience. So hello to all of you in YouTube land. If you're experiencing this video situation here, welcome. This is so cool. I haven't done YouTube before, uh, at least not for the show. So you know, I haven't really used YouTube for anything other than like sending tutorials and stuff. So this is scary for me and exciting. Um, thank you for dealing with any issues that might come up here. Uh, for all of you who are in podcast land, I invite you to check out my Instagram page and click on the link that'll take you to my YouTube page. If you're interested in experiencing the full audio visual majesty of shadow work library, which is just me in my office. I might try to cut this with some cool graphics and stuff, but we'll see. Okay. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. So today we are back with another solo show on one of the shadows. This is a really, really good one. It's the shadow of agitation. And as a Western human, I really feel this shadow because its purpose is to bring a little friendly competition into the world. And as Americans and Canadians and anybody else listening, probably competition is the name of the game in a lot of industries and a lot of ways of life. So competition in this case helps us strive to be the best, um, at least a little better than we were yesterday or better than the person you're comparing to, which would be the shadow side of this. But I'm getting ahead of myself here, what's new? Uh, let's first talk about what agitation really is. When I think of the word agitation, I think of a little annoying something happening, like just a little sand in my shoe or my pants are just a little bit too tight. Whatever's happening, it's small enough that I'm only slightly aware of it. Like it's so small that it's just playing in the background and I might not even know what it is, but I do know that it's a negative enough experience that I'm aware something is rubbing my emotional state just the wrong way. So I might not even know what it is. I don't even know what's sand in my shoe. All I know is I'm getting more and more agitated and I might take it out on my poor husband as soon as he does something to slightly annoy me. So that's how agitation works. I think a couple of you can relate to that story. Agitation is uncomfortable. It plays in the background and it's that quiet hum of human suffering that's always there with you until you decide to look within yourself. I really like the example that Richard Rudd uses. He explains it like, there are two imperfect humans that get together, two wounded humans, any two humans that get together, basically, and they fall in love. And once the honeymoon is over, the underlying agitation floats to the surface. And now you have two states of agitation that are interacting with each other. And most often the loop is that you both resort to harshness. Um, harshness with yourself, harshness with the other person. And then you feel bad because you were harsh. And then you find yourself being a jerk again. And then you feel bad again. So you get to this point to where you're going through this loop so many times. You're like, oh my God, I can't live like this. We have to do something about this. And then you try to fix all of these surface level problems that you both think are the cause of this agitation. When you both know there's really something deeper that needs to be brought to light. And it's just, well, what is it, you know? Okay, we'll get to back to that answer in a moment because there is an answer to that. Another example of agitation that comes to me is, um, I've been teaching a lot about tapping into intuition in grace and grit. And in that women's circle, I see the shadow of agitation pop up when some of the ladies share that 
when we're dropping into our subconscious to see what's there, they find themselves forcing it and then they catch themselves forcing it and then slightly judging themselves for forcing it. And then there's this loop of, okay, mind, calm down, clear your tabs. Why am I thinking so much? I really need to hurry this up and drop in because the exercise is gonna be done in a moment. And I hope I don't have to share something because I just talked myself in circles this whole time. You know, so I would say that the shadow of agitation is really coming out to play in those instances when you're attempting to calm the mind and just observe what comes up for you. And the anxiety of feeling that emptiness that drives your monkey mind to start bouncing around to try to figure it out. Your mind goes from one thing to the next and never really gives you that break that's needed to drop into your subconscious space. So that's another example of agitation. When you first start learning to tap into your subconscious space, it feels frantic and a little bit crazy to be honest with you like you have to bilbo baggins your way through a giant spider's web before you can get to what's it called mordor <laughs> like you know that what's in the depths of your subconscious is unfiltered mystical intensity that's probably going to be way more heavy than the agitation that you're trying to fight through to get there so that's where a lot of people stop you know like why not just turn back at that point when the barrier of entry seems like it's actively fighting against you to take you into a place that you don't even know what's there. And in a way, your limbic brain is trying to keep you from rewiring um, or rewriting your subconscious because you can't prove that you're going to be safe if you change your beliefs and you change your patterning and you change your behavior. Like it really wants you to stay in this mode of doing things the way you've been doing them. I've said this before on this show, uh, because it keeps you, you know, the way that you are and you've survived until this point. It hasn't been that bad probably. So that's what your limbic brain is trying to do. But this inner darkness is the path of our humanity that we have to explore. The process of getting that pearl out of the oyster is pretty intense when you think about it. And really not everybody is ready for something like that, which is totally fine. And also know that it's a choice to not be ready for it. The archetype of the shadow of agitation is so cool. It's the portal, like a circle portal. And where this portal leads you depends entirely on your frequency. And almost all the time, your frequency is your choice. Are you vibing high? Um, which doesn't mean you're happy all the time. It just means you're clear and you're connected. Or are you vibing low? Um, do you have a billion tabs open and a billion worries in your mind? Are you overstimulated and underliving? So if this sounds interesting to you, I'd love for you to join uh, me and Rick Alexander on March 25th, 2021. I'm still not used to saying that. 2021 um, on Zoom. We're holding an interactive workshop on how you can raise your vibration, tap into your intuition on command, like literally whenever you want to. And we do a very cool portal exercise that'll prove to you how accessible and how vibrant your uh, subconscious is and that you have way more power than you might think. So for this, uh, we're just taking donations so you can pay whatever you want. If that's $1, that's awesome. If it's more, hey, that's awesome too. To join, you can go to my Instagram at jessicadepatsy underscore. It's D-E-P-A-T-I-E -E underscore. And then in this YouTube channel or YouTube, sorry, I'm like, I don't know how to talk about this yet. 
in this YouTube video, I'll also have the link to this workshop. And um, yeah, I really, really suggest that you join because this will change the way that you navigate life and it'll change the way that you feel confident about decisions that you're making. So, hey, I would say like, if you're listening to this right now, just hop on Instagram right now, or just click the link in the YouTube video, sign up. Um, you can literally pay $1. I think that you actually do have to pay $1 to join, <laughs> um, or you can pay more. Um, and as you're listening to the rest of the show, you can just fill out that form. So back to agitation, you know, you're living with the shadow of agitation. If you feel an underlying fear that something bad could happen to you at any moment. So, um, before we were talking more about the, the feeling of agitation, and this is actually what's happening here. Um, it's this underlying fear of anything. You could lose your job at any moment. The government might shut down everything again. Winter might destroy your city like Austin, like Ashley was dealing with. Your partner might be drifting away from you and there's nothing you can do about it, you know, or they might cheat on you and you like, you just don't know anything can happen. This worry that something bad might happen at any moment creates this deep insecurity in us because who likes a shakeup? really. You might like the transformational process. I absolutely love it. But if I were to tell you, or if someone were to tell me, um, Hey, Jessica, you're about to have a tower card kind of month, get ready for something big and unknown to happen. That's going to be super sucky, but it's going to be amazing in the long run. Like, I don't know if I really want that, you know, who wouldn't be a little freaked out by that. But the thing about being human or one of the things is that shocks are such a big part of human life. The issue for us is that we don't have a trust. Like we have a, it's a lack of trust that everything will work out, that that we're really on this path that we're supposed to be. Like we don't trust that we're exactly where we need to be. And that's what fuels that agitation, that something is wrong. Now that's a bunch of stuff, right? Um, why on earth would an annoying shadow like this exist? It's got to have a purpose. And so the purpose of agitation is competitiveness, which isn't good or bad. There's just a spectrum of consciousness around it. Competition is a really important interaction in nature. Um, humans, animals, plants. Sometimes we have to vie for a resource that's in limited supply and usually the outcome has negative side effects um, on the weaker competitors. So if we want to get a little nerdy here, there are two kinds of real competition in nature that I think would be interesting to mention here. There's interference competition and exploitation competition. And interference competition is when an individual or something directly alters the resource attaining behavior of other ind individuals or other things. So when an alpha puppy pro prohibits other puppies from drinking mom's milk by using physical aggression or even like displays of threats, then she's directly altering the other puppies eating behaviors and that may stick with them for life. If anybody has a food guarding dog, you know what I'm talking about. It sucks. Exploitation competition is when individuals or things interact indirectly as they compete for common resources. Um, 
basically meaning the use of the resource by that one thing will decrease the amount available for other things. So if the alpha puppy isn't displaying any sign of aggression towards the other puppies, but just drinks all of mom's milk and doesn't leave any for the rest of them, that's exploitation competition. Um, it can result in similar negative effects for the quote weaker competitor in this case. And I think what's basically happening here is like survival of the fittest. And the problem with that is just, we ain't so primal these days. So depending on how you channel your agitation, you could be using the power of competitiveness for unity or in the shadow states by either shying away from life and being that weaker competitor or rushing out out of rage and panic and scooping up other resources and competing in that way that isn't helpful anymore. So for a reactive person, that's what happens. It shows up more like hostility. Um, so if you're more of a, if you express your fear outwards rather than inwards first, you may have a tendency to try to outrun and outwin the unknown by ensuring that you're on top. So these people tend to be drawn and really like subcultures that, um, that worship competition like business and sports. These people might be huge risk takers, um, emotional risk takers, where they're, they're prodding and being hostile to people uh, to maintain their status. They may be physical risk takers and risk death, trying to outrun death itself. And so this hostility towards life and towards others is the result of that agitation, which has been you know, lots of sand in the shoe, lots of agitation happening. It's turned to rage. And they have this feeling way down in their subconscious, like they're spending so much of their effort and so much of their time and energy on things that are pointless and useless, on status that's not meaningful to their soul. And you may or may not be aware of that, but that's what fuels that, that hostility. For a more repressive person, agitation shows up like shying away from life. So a good word for this would be, a tough word for this is cowardice. Really being afraid of the shocks and the unknowns of life so that they play into this illusion that hiding and staying the same is safer than going all psycho on that oyster to get to that pearl. You know, these people who are um, reactive beat these repressive people into submission with their competitiveness and their fear has them turning and running way too often and even before anything has even happened. And what that results in is a self-perpetuating loop of self-pity that can only really be broken once these people wake up to the fact that they're the only ones that can rescue themselves. And I just want to point out here that no one type is better than the other. Repressive people, reactive people, we're all here to mirror each other's experiences and to sometimes enable each other's shadow states. Okay, so now that we know why agitation exists and how it might show up for you, let's talk about the gift of agitation. The agitation transforms into initiative. Initiative is really cool. First of all, it's only possible when your competitive spirit is combined with creativity and service. So you're not competing against others. You're competing against yourself for the sake of others. Meaning every time you shift your frequency to one of creative independence, you leave that safety net that you've been tangled up in your whole life behind and you walk a path that's totally 
your own for the sake of knowing that where you're going is going to help people. Now, you don't have to be a doctor. You don't have to be a therapist. You don't need to be a firefighter, but you just know that by living your creative path and being more you, you will help people in some way. Don't really need to know why or how. It's just that is the purpose of your mission. That's how initiation is engaged. Richard Rudd says it's not possible for a human to awaken without first fully stepping into this creative independence. And I really, really feel that. But to be honest with you, I struggle with this. Doing things the way that people have done them before, that is the way of security, at least a little security. But being somebody who steps with both feet in creative independence town, I mean, it's not even a town, right? It's like you're by yourself. So that path has a lot of uncertainty and going out to discover what your own individual truth is, is terrifying. I do want to validate that. I mean, this is literally the hero's journey. It's a mythic path that has foes, challenges, tests, deaths, but it's also a path that leads the individual home again with new friends, heightened senses, bigger perspectives, more purpose, more love, more adventure, um, probably most importantly, a new gratitude for everyday life. I mean, just think back to literally any story that feels meaningful to you. There's an element of competition there. The highest expression of competition though, which is this person, maybe he didn't or she didn't start off this way, but they're not competing with themselves. They're competing with, or they're not competing with others. They're competing with themselves. And they discover that the only true foe, the only true villain is the one that's holding them back. And the more you believe in that, um, the more you believe in yourself and act from this belief that walking your own path will bring you good fortune and the friends and the foes and the challenges and the miracles that your soul signed up for, the more life in this 3D, very like literal world will literally support you in those ways. But this is a path through fear. You can't hide from it. You can't spin move around it. On the creative path to living like a unique and completely true version of who you are, you have to face whatever your deepest fear is. Whatever your deepest fear is will meet you there. And if you Bilbo Baggins that shit, you will, you will transcend it. And I say Bilbo Baggins because I just watched The Hobbit. But it is relevant. Like no one is facing their greatest fear like Superman. At least I don't know anybody that's like that. That fake, just do it, do that hard thing once and then you've conquered it forever. We're Bilbo Bagginsing this situation usually. Like we're crying through it, we're fainting through it, we're needing our friends to carry us through it. And sometimes you try to sneak away, go back home. Sometimes you're getting stabbed and poisoned. Like you will feel like a tiny, small wimp that doesn't deserve to be the lead role of your own journey. But the thing about that is we're all hobbits when it comes to our greatest fears. I'll share with you my greatest fear. It's that if people knew how hard I was trying to achieve things in this world, they'd see the limits of my potential at which sometimes I'm very unsatisfied with. And if I truly walk the creatively independent path and do me a hundred percent and put myself totally out there and I'll be rejected, then 
what do I have left? Like I would have put it all on the table and I don't have anything to preserve and be like, well, at least I still have that. That is my subconscious thought that holds me back. So it's interesting. Like when I say it in a few sentences, it sounds very inconsequential. But when, when I found this in my subconscious, I, I was like, yikes, <laughs> this is my next battle. This is my big thing. So yeah, the subconscious is really neat. I've been talking about it a lot in this episode and I want to reserve most of that for the workshop just because it's such a big concept and it's really better if it's a more interactive um, medium. So join the workshop that I talked about earlier. I'll give you some tools on how to access your subconscious. We're going to do it together there. Truly this practice of knowing how to use my intuition to root around in that other state of consciousness without external um, plant medicines has been nothing short of completely freaking life-changing. So um, join, pay what you like, come and learn. This will change the way you learn about yourself uh, forever. And again, if you go to my Instagram or this YouTube channel link thing, you can find my Instagram or my registration page in some link. I don't know. You'll find it. Go to my YouTube link or my Instagram. And on March 25th, 2021, we'll drop in together and learn a lot and it'll be a ton of fun. All right. So this is the shadow of agitation which transforms into the gift of initiative. On the next shadow work library submission, I'm going to cover the shadow of constriction and how it transforms into the gift of acceptance. This is a beautiful one. So if you have a tendency to play dumb or ignorant to your own issues or your own pain, so you're unable to own up to it or you're unwilling to own it and express your pain through projection, then this is gonna be a great show for you. As always, if you have any questions about this, you can hit me up on my Instagram um, account at jessicadepatsy underscore, that's D-E-P-A-T-I-E, or you can email me at jessica at thespecialforcesexperience.com. Have a great week, everybody. Stay safe, but not too safe, and we will talk again soon.